0: welcome to the echo cast episode 166 this is a podcast brought to you by me bond diesel We're going to talk about games. That's what this podcast is all about. And that's the way it's going to stay. Please take a moment to subscribe to and rate the podcast wherever you are listening or watching on Spotify. You can now leave reviews on their mobile app. And I would greatly appreciate that. Same with iTunes, as well as comments on YouTube or wherever else, even retweets and comments and likes on Twitter are very helpful. Thank you to this month's Patreon supporters, PK, Uber, Timmy, Hassan, Darren, Christian, Man May Golf, Greno, and The Dawn. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash Jumping right into that gaming news. We're going to talk about a few things today. I'm just going to talk about uh, the big gaming events for me of 2021. I'm going to talk a little bit about some division chatter. And we'll wrap it up with some Escape from Tarkov chatter. Listener questions and some content updates, which is a lot bigger than normal as we're talking about next year my gaming thoughts from 2021. So this isn't going to cover everything. There were dozens, hundreds of games to talk about that came out good and bad. I'm going to, I picked a few things out that popped right straight to my head. And the first one, mass effect legendary edition, this, this game, this legendary edition drop um, changed the way I look at games. It, 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 it changed everything for me from a gaming perspective and for people who have played this series for a long time, that's going to seem like hyperbole or whatever. But for me who had never even touched it before, my only experience with mass effect before this legendary edition was years ago when I heard that there were, um, you know, the, the controversy about the ending. So after three came out and probably years after that, um, I, I kind of caught on to that, that had passed me by when it happened. And I remember watching videos and stuff about the original endings, the, 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 the endings that they ended up releasing later. And, uh, the, and then I kind of watched it and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then moved on. And didn't think about it. And then for the last few years at work, one of my buddies at work, uh, has been hounding me for years to play mass effect. And. Yeah, he's like, hey, you can play it on the the Xbox One and blah, blah, blah. Eh, those games are so old. They're going to look terrible. I don't want to. And then the Legendary Edition got announced. And I was like, that sounds like it would be good to play. And and so I was excited, but I was kind of like, okay, I'm finally going to get to play this. See what the hype's all about. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I'll, I'll play at least the first one you know, I think it was like 40 bucks. Like what's the worst that happens? I I lose 40 bucks, whatever. And what happened was I have a new favorite franchise and, um, and that's really cool and kind of sad, you know? Um, I, I like lots of franchises, lots of gaming franchises from, uh, honestly, FIFA, um, call of duty, battlefield, Uh, obviously more recently and what became my favorite most recently was the division one and two, uh, that, that, the, the division IP in general, and it's been weird with that, you know, especially the division, um, and really all of those titles, but especially division where, um, you know, the, the division isn't dead per se, but, It's not great, you know. Things aren't going well with that IP, at least at the moment, and for the last year and a half slash almost two years, um, because their publisher Ubisoft, it's it's made by Massive as well as a bunch of other studios who assist. Um, don't seem Ubisoft doesn't seem to believe in that franchise, so uh we we we've seen a bunch of what are pretty obviously rushed attempts uh to put this game out um and obviously and and I have some inside baseball knowledge that um that the games have never basically been allowed to be what massive wants um and they're still great i still love the division have lots of love for the division um but it's left me wanting right um and so the irony uh to i, I would say people who are Mass Effect fans will hear me say that and be like bro you're you're coming to the wrong neck of the woods if you want that to change and 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 I understand that. Um obviously, you know, I remember hearing the Andromeda drama, right? Um I remember seeing it as a third party who didn't care about the franchise and I remember dunking on my friend at work being like dude, you like Andromeda? What's wrong with you? Um and then Andromeda had lots of issues, right? It still does to this day. But what the trilogy did was made me realize like, holy crap, um, 10 plus years ago, this trilogy came out and in my opinion, from what I've played, no game has topped it yet. No game has topped that like epic connected drama yet mass effect. The trilogy is not a perfect series of games. Um, all three of them have their strengths and their weaknesses Um, they all came out on the same platform, uh, the same generation, the 360 slash PS3 generation. Uh, the first one only came out on Xbox until later. Um, but you know what I mean? Which means that, um, with a lot of franchises, you see games start off the way they do and then progress. They get bigger, they get more graphically, um, uh, impressive and things like that. Um, What happened with Mass Effect, it was actually the opposite, oddly enough, kind of, is that since they all came out on the same generation, there wasn't more power available by the end, by the third game. So what you actually see happen in the Mass Effect is the first game is very uh, basic graphically, has some nice stuff, especially the Legendary Edition, Um, but it it becomes... um, more and more graphically impressive from one to two to three but because they had no more horsepower to deal with you notice that the worlds become smaller and smaller the levels are smaller and smaller Um, they're more detailed they're beautiful in many ways but but they become smaller because they they have to find that horsepower somewhere so in the first game you have you know the, the the home base the citadel is gigantic this big sprawling area that you run around the whole thing there's there's fast travel but you don't have to use it. You can run everywhere. Where in two and three, uh, two, uh, it basically turns this giant area into a, a multi-story mall, a very small one. And then three forces you to use an elevator to travel between parts of this really important area. It, it's not that important in two, but in one and three, it absolutely is. And so, you know, it's not perfect, but it's so good. What it gets right. I haven't experienced in any other series. Um, I like lots of games. I've played tons of games and, um, between the gameplay, which has its strengths and weaknesses in each individual game. Um, the, the, the way things carry over the overarching story, the side stories, the lore, um, it's just, it's so good. It's, um, it, it makes me wish any other game had ever made me feel the way it does and no other game ever has. I love red dead redemption and redemption Two. I, you know, I, I, I love a lot of games, um, from a story perspective. Um, but mass effect, you know, playing that this year changed the way I look at games and it changed what I'm excited about. It changed what I'm looking forward to. It changed what I'm talking about. Uh, For example, me leading off this podcast, once again, talking about Mass Effect, Um, the next Mass Effect game, which probably isn't going to come out for like four or five years, is my most anticipated game today. I'm excited about other games. I'm excited about Starfield, hoping it gives kind of that feel, right? But it's Mass Effect. I'm excited about the next one. I don't hate Andromeda. I don't love it. It's fine. It should be played through quickly, with some you know side stuff done right. But it's not awful. It's not. It's not terrible. It just it it, it should be better. Andromeda should have been a better game. And this next one, the uh, funny enough, I'm so into it that even though Andromeda should be better, I still it made me more excited for the next game because Andromeda, if you, if you read into it and if you see all the things that happened with that game, um, you know, you, you, you shouldn't make excuses exactly. Um, but it's, it, it's okay to, to look at games and, and how they were developed in the, the atmosphere they were developed in and, and understand why they didn't reach uh, expectations same for the division and same for lots of other games, cyberpunk, and, you know, almost every game nowadays. Right. So that next mass effect, the teaser trailer we got last year that other fans have just been, you know, just dissecting line by line, face line by face line. um, The, the, the freaking key art they released this year you know, everyone's zooming in looking at the pixels. I've done it as well. There's a video on my YouTube where I did the same thing. It's, I'm so excited, um, tempered to a point because I know we won't get any significant updates on that game for two or three years. It's, it's going to be a while, um, because they're, they're finishing up dragon age four, which sounds like it's not going great. Um, you know, it, it's, yeah. You know, we're not out of the woods. Um, I, I am excited that Mass Effect, the next one, they um, they they've brought back a lot of the people from the trilogy. They, um, they are putting, you know, it's their A-team who's going to be making this. Uh, we found out recently they're using Unreal Engine 5 instead of trying to make Frostbite work. Um, you know, it sounds like they're in the beginnings of a long pre-production process before they start even developing the game, which is a good thing um it's just great and for 2021 it's uh, i had multiple gaming experiences that changed how i look at games and mass effect was the biggest one um, because it changed my fandom it changed um unfortunately it hurt my fandom for the division because it made me realize like holy crap if ubisoft didn't try to chase destiny with the division they could have taken this deep lore and story And all this potential that the division had in the world it set in, and they could have made like a mass effect style game that could have been a trilogy and could have had choices carry over. And I've been told by people I trust that that was a thought at one point, but destiny was popular. Ubisoft is completely unoriginal. And so they, they didn't go the direction of making this really cool experience. Um, that people would have wanted to replay and people would have heralded and loved and, and really enjoyed. Like, you know, they, they, they didn't do it. They could have, and they didn't. And so could have a lot of other games. And obviously there's other franchises that have done these things. There's, um, you know, Bioware's own Dragon Age. I can't get into it. Don't like that aesthetic, that genre. Not my thing. I don't like high fantasy medieval, not my thing, but people love it. Um, and so, you, you know, it's just Mass Effect was a big deal for me. And um, and I feel bad that I act like it's this brand new thing. And I know and even my buddy at work, you know, if you exclude Andromeda, they've been waiting for a new, fran- a new game in this franchise that they love for 10 years. And it's probably another four or five years away. And so I, I feel like I almost cheated and that I got to come in so late. And even though I'm sitting here like, oh God, I can't believe it's three, four, five years away. You know, I've got people who've been fans forever being like, well, I've been waiting since I was a teenager. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but Mass Effect 2021, probably my most, my grandest moment. The best moment for me was playing it the first time. And like, literally, I mean, at the end of three, even getting towards the end of three, tearing up getting emotional, like I, I can, I can, I've gotten emotional about lots of games, um, but not like this. Um, it's just great. Mass effect 2021, my game of the year. If you count remakes, which a lot of people don't. Um, so otherwise it's, you know, it takes two or, um, guardians of the galaxy, whatever, but, um, oh man, so good. The second thing, which I'll briefly talk about, but um, I played through uh, Telltale's Walking Dead series. I'd never played through, I think it's four games. And um, I've never played those style of games before. I never thought I would like them. Um, and I actually haven't played any since. Um, I discovered I do like that style of games. The uh, You're mostly just uh, making choices. There's not that much actual gameplay. Um, but that story, um, following Clem, um you know the, the the first game obviously i'm a, a newer father my daughter's only a couple years old and um seeing that relationship between her um and and, and the man that you play as and in and the, in the, for the majority of that game um and then the way that game ends it was very emotional and and i, I had a deep connection to it and then in the in the following games you, you see her Growing and becoming competent, and it and it really ends, in my opinion, extremely well. Um, and when you when you look into the, the the tumultuous situation that that game was developed in that series, and again going back to kind of the Mass Effect thing, the the connection, the things that you do in the first game affect the final game, and things like that. Um, and I played with no guide. I I just played. I just made the choices I thought were best. And um, for better or worse. And, um, and that really wrapped up so well. And I really enjoyed, uh, the only thing I wish I would have known is that like, she didn't live. I, because this game's been out for a while, I know she lives, right? Uh, Spoiler alert, I guess too late. Um, but just, it was so good and it was so impactful in like a different way. Um, I, I don't want to get into this genre. I've considered playing some of the other ones and I just haven't. Um, there was something so special about, I guess the timing of playing this with me being a, a newer father and things like that. Like, I got really into it. I was very invested that Clem was my, you know, I was definitely putting my daughter's face on Clem. Right. Um, and it was just so good. And again, this is another moment where this isn't to dog on 2021. There were tons of great games that came out this year, but the fact that my two favorite gaming experiences that happened this year or for games that have been out for many years. Um, but you know, this is why I'm, this, this was my moment. You know, this was me experiencing a thing that I had heard about. Um, and I'm so glad I did. It was so great. Uh, the next one is a, uh, you know, a, a new game. So guardians of the galaxy, if I had to pick a game that came out this year, brand new that I played and loved, it was that it was guardians it was so good. Um, disclaimer the guardians movies in the mcu are my favorite mcu movies especially the first one um I, I know not everyone feels that way and that's fine um that cast the story the soundtrack um the fact that it's kind of a self-contained story at least in the first one uh, and the second one um i just really enjoy that crew the 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 the, um, the 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 directing style the visual style just so cool um really really enjoy it and, um, and in this game, I, I felt so weird about it. I saw it, I saw the previews and I was like, this looks cool, but it seems like a lot of people are down on it. Like, you know, it was Square Enix. So they had had this Avengers game that came out recently that has been dogged on pretty hard. And I said, you know, I, I, I was kind of keeping my expectations low and then reviews start coming out and they start saying like, this is a good game. You need to play this game. It's very good. And um, and it got to a point where I, I bought it. I think day one, um, and I'm glad I did. It is a great game, and I um, am super pumped uh, that I, I gave it a shot, and that so many other people seem to as well. Um, I I think it should have gotten actually more Game of the Year hype, um, being cross platform, you know, multi platform, being on um, so many different. Uh, you know, you could play it everywhere, which I think is uh, a part of the game of the year discussion from now on, if I have to be totally honest. It's, um, I, I think, ex- you know, platform exclusive games need to be super good. Um, they need to be so good that the fact that not everyone can play them. Uh, that they can still be game of the year or whatever. But that's a whole different tangent. Um, the the issue is that Square Enix um, has had so many issues and they have such a tendency and a uh, a propensity to, you know, if a game doesn't, you know, make 10 times what it costs, they, 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 they seem like they're almost kind of down on all of their games, whether they do uh, good or not and you know obviously avengers was kind of a boondoggle for them; it still is and um i really find it hard to believe that you know that i guess they've been kind of negative about guardians um, which is frustrating because it's extremely good and for all intents and purposes i think is sold really well but you know they'll I, i guess something tells me that them being kind of negative about it means that there's no plans for a sequel and they're trying to kind of uh not lead people down that path. So, you know, is what it is. It's a bummer. I think it's a game that, um, I would absolutely love to be in that world more. Um, I hope that they at least make more games in that vein. Um, the, the combat, like I said, isn't super fun. Um, but it, it's, it's satisfying in its own way. And, um, I, I really think that, um, I I would, you know, they could improve on that. Um, and still tell great stories. So yeah, guardians, I highly suggest it. Please check it out. If you haven't yet, if it's a game that seems like it's in your interest at all, um, I would highly suggest it. It's, it was extremely good and it's very pretty. If you have a new system, if you have a PS five series X, um, or a fancy new, um, graphics card, somehow, um, all of those things seem to be kind of a, um, a crapshoot these days, but, um, yeah, check it out. Pretty game, fun game, good game. Um, I'll quickly touch on the division. Um, you know, it really bummed me out. You know, I'm glad that a game like Mass Effect came along, um, The Walking Dead, getting to play those, the Guardians, as well as a bunch of other games. Halo, I, I didn't even put halo on here, even though it's definitely one of my f- favorite games I played this year, multiplayer and story um because you know this year was a big year for the division um we we found out about this kind of extended division universe that they're doing movies and books and comics um and uh the the weird part though is that the 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 least information or the the least the, the fewest updates that we got um was about the game <laughs> or the games and um we know heartland is coming but you know they've essentially been radio silent on that um we we knew the division 2 was getting more content which has now been delayed to sometime in 2022 but um I don't know. It's been a, it's been a rough year, um, for, for the division and even myself, I can say that it's kind of taken me from a um, outlook of, Oh, I'm really excited for what is kind of come in division Two, the the new content and stuff To I, I'll, I'll be excited when I see it. Um, okay. Like I'm generally curious and, um, and that's rough because I've never, felt apathetic about the division before. I've always had a very glass half full attitude about the franchise and the games. Um, I still think division one and especially division two are good games in their own right. Um, you just can't treat them like destiny and games that have been properly supported post-launch. Um, you kind of have to I, I think if you if you buy the well, I think it's the ultimate edition of Division Two that comes with Warlords, I think if you buy that today um, and you play it and you and you get to level forty and 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 beat all the stuff that you want to beat and get all of the gear that you want to get, um, I, I think it's a solid experience. You can probably spend a hundred to two hundred hours in, um, maybe more, um, and be really into it and 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 walk away with a smile, right? I think if you try to play it for a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand hours, you're going to end up hating it um, because it's not providing that large experience that people want from it. And it's arguable that maybe it was never meant to. Um, I, I suspect that there's some game devs who would say that we would have loved to have made it a game like that, but it is not a game like that. And I think that's, um, I think that's a thing that some people find hard to accept that the division and division two, especially, um, are not meant to be played endlessly. They, they are meant to be played and then to move on and to come back when there's more stuff. Um, you know, people don't realize that at the beginning of 2021, um, the intent was for division two to be done when the failow manhunt was over in March and, From what I've heard, essentially a last minute decision by Ubisoft um, to to do more content, which we are waiting for now, um, you know, wasn't guaranteed and wasn't even assumed. um, And until the last minute, um, and I believe this happened right before they made the announcement, like I'm fairly certain Ubisoft approved more content and then they announced it. So that was back in February or March um, in that area. Which is why it's delayed. I think. I, I think that they they have a small number of people at massive advising the project or running it, and then they're using Bucharest as their as their um, as their engine to 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 do everything. And I suspect that they are basically just trying to onboard the, those people, and um, that's where we're at. <laughs> at the end of the day that's that's where we are so um i still have a lot of hope for the division as a franchise in the long run um i don't expect a division 3 for 4 or 5 6 years maybe um uh, heartland. i'm sure will come out next year at some point uh 2022 um the new division 2 content my guess will be summer or fall um maybe earlier when they delay they tend not to delay that long but i don't know i'm i'm putting my expectations very low and i would suggest others do the same um and then let's see here uh, game pass we'll wrap this up on a high note um game pass has been such a great investment for myself um it, it's it's opened me up to trying games i would have never tried before um including the walking dead was one of those the first three games are on game pass the fourth one you still have to buy which is fine i didn't mind doing that it was worth it it was worth every penny um But game pass continues to be the best value in gaming i i don't think it that can even be argued at this point um I know Sony is going to they've there's been rumors and um, they've already basically announced that they're doing something similar. But from the details we've gotten already is it looks like it's going to like it won't have their first party games. Day one, things like that. Um, Because honestly, frankly, uh, Sony doesn't have to. They're still winning at the, you know, uh, from the fanboy weirdo, pay attention to every single little detail and every little stat. Um, they, they are winning when it comes to many of the metrics that you can be winning, um, a console war, um, on, even if it's only one-sided, I, um, I, I think Sony's still very focused on selling more consoles. I think Xbox is more focused on getting more eyes on games, uh, through one of their platforms. Um, and, and, and so I think we, we kind of have two competing brands racing to different ends. Um, and, and I think that the Sony race is short-sighted. Uh, I think, um, the fact that Xbox has just relented, like, yeah, you're going to sell more consoles than us. Good for you. We're going to be on tablets. We're going to be on cell phones. We are going to be on TVs. We're going to be on consoles. We're going to be on PCs, uh, with everything, with all of our stuff. Uh, That's the race that they're uh, going for, and they're winning that race uh, by a a country mile. Um, So, yeah, Game Pass has been great. Like, a game like Horizon 5 was such a good example of a game that I played for, like, a week and really enjoyed it and, like, totally understood the accolades it was getting, game of the year. Not really a type of game I'm going to play for months or years, um, but super, super enjoyed my, you know, 15, 20 hours maybe a few more um yeah and then the indie side of that too there's just so many good games that you can play on there it's just uh no yeah, the game pass is great um if you have a pc or an xbox it's worth it even if you have an old xbox an xbox one or one x they're making it now where you will be able to play series x exclusive games um on the old systems using streaming, using their cloud. Like, that's wild. Like, that's so cool. Um, you know, you, you can't play Ratchet and Clank on PS4. The new one. But you will be able to play, say, uh, Hellblade, Senua's uh, Saga. Um, will be a Series X and S exclusive. Um, but you'll be able to play it on a 1 or a 1X through streaming. So, yeah, it's not going to be... A- perfect but it's still going to be super cool so um so yeah so i would say those are all my big uh, 2021 gaming thoughts um obviously there's a lot more to say um like i said i didn't even mention really halo that much even though i loved it um horizon as well um it's just it, it was a good year in gaming um if you could get past all of the delays and all of those kind of things um you know it, it wasn't without its disappointments but um, I think it was a good year in gaming, um, and I think it will lead to a 2022 in gaming uh, that will be a lot of fun. I think next the next episode, I'll do kind of a what I'm excited about in 2022. Uh, the second uh, story I have here to, to chat about is uh, the division news. Um, so it isn't really news. It was kind of fabricated news, in my opinion. Um, someone made a post about, you know, survival and you know, how it was, it was a great mode and all this stuff. Um, I'll, I'll kind of put my foot in, uh, the ring here and say that I, I think survival had a great moment. Um, I appreciate that there's still people who it has like a cult following still, um, people who still really enjoy it. Um, and, and, and have really kept that spark alive to a point. Um, well here, Uh, So, so what happened in, in in response to this, it got a lot of attention, hundreds of likes on this post. And, um, and so Yannick who's in charge of the division two at this point, um, basically said, Hey, you know, we can't have that much attention not respond. Um, and so, so the exact quote from Yannick is over 500 likes deserves at least an answer. So here it is. I will consider bringing back survival the day. I am 100% confident we can deliver something better than the original. So if you've been around the division community long enough, what you'll know is that uh, instead of taking this literally, which I think people should have done, um, this turned into speculation, uh, speculation Randy uh, event of the year. Um, Now, straight up, I I think most of the people who took this as um, I'd say it's like 50, 50, half the people who took this as confirmation of a new survival or the possibility, um, genuinely felt like this was like a nod to that. Um, the other half are people who know that it's, it's not happening and they just need, they need to get some clicks and that's fine. Um, I get the rat race. I understand. I still think it's, um, kind of trying to think of the most appropriate word. I think it's a little irresponsible, to push a claim that someone may know is not true because I can with like 99.9% confidence say that they are not making another survival and that Yannick's tweet was not only was it him denying a new survival. He's basically saying like, Hey, like I want to be a hundred percent sure we can do better than the original. And that's basically impossible. So, um, they, they, you know, he Yannick was trying to be nice. Yannick was trying to acknowledge the 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 love for that mode, and also make in a nice way say we aren't going to do it. Um, and there's there's multiple reasons for that. There, one, I, I this is a lot of speculation, but I would call it educated speculation. Survival was probably the least played of the three DLCs from Division One. And I, and, and if you want to disagree with me, that's fine. But there's two reasons. I believe that the main reason being if survival was as popular as a relatively small subset of the community thinks it was, we would have survival two right now. Um, they, they would have made another one. It would have been day one. If it was the end all be all mode that everyone played and everyone loved, um, it, we would have gotten it almost immediately, probably. Um, and the simple reality of the situation is that like the, like launch week of survival and the free week that they did later on, you could get full PVP servers for the two years. Other than that, you were lucky to get five to 10 people in your server and you were lucky if three or four of them got to the DZ and you were extremely lucky if you found any of them. Survival wasn't that popular. And um, I I'm like 99.9% willing to guarantee that underground got way more playtime, And that last damn probably did too. And it's not a knock on survival. Survival is great. It's a lot of fun. Maybe not as great as everyone or as a, a small people, a small number of people make it up to be, but it was good. It was good mode. It was, it was, it beat the BR trend. Unfortunately, they didn't take it, go anywhere with it, um, but it, it was out before PUBG. If people don't remember survival released before PUBG, which was, you know, is the game that made BR popular and survival. Isn't really a BR it's more of an extraction mode because more than one person can leave a BR I think means that one person leaves, um, only it's the only way you can get out. And, um, it's just survival. It's not happening, man. Um, I, I appreciate people being hyped and excited and, 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 and kind of looking, for things that aren't there. Um, it's just, I, I I think some of that reaction is kind of dishonest and is pushed for personal goal reasons and not necessarily. Um, and, and my issue is that like, like I've seen people say like, oh, well, you know, if someone makes a video, like there are multiple videos made about Yannick's tweet. And then the ones I saw, the, the people... You know, they had a super clickbaity title, super clickbaity Twitter post, but then they would say in the video, like, yeah, this is probably not going to happen. But you know, when you bury that in your video, I just, because then if you look at the tweets and you look at the comments and stuff, it's people saying, oh, when, when they do survival two, they should do this. Or, you know, throwing out ideas where you can tell the people legitimately believe this is about to happen. And it's not, it's not going to happen. It's, there is not going to be a survival two. It's just not happening. It's not. Um, The main reason beyond what I already said is that it's almost certain that Heartland from the little we know about it, um, Heartland is going to be the spiritual successor to survival in some capacity. Um, And so there's no reason for them to do another survival uh, because they already compete with themselves on enough fronts, let alone to make two uh, of essentially the same mode. Uh, At least in my opinion, Um, because like, I don't think this new mode they're working on for division two is survival. It's, it's, I have no, I I genuinely have no clue what it's going to be. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being like an extraction game type, but that still feels like it would be too close to what Heartland's probably going to be, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, that whole thing with Yannick, like, I, I think, I think he meant really well with his tweet. And I think that for anyone who wasn't looking at it with like insane bias, it was innocent. the problem is that you kind of they, they've done this a lot over the years where by trying to be kind of quippy or honest or blunt about stuff, um, you know, they kind of get themselves in trouble. Like with this very thing, I quote tweeted his tweet that I read and said like, hey, I think people should take this as a polite way of saying it's never going to happen. Um, of course, that only got, you know, one-tenth of the likes of some of the people who were pushing it and and Yannick liked it, <laughs> and so did Trick. And so if two of the few people we know are still working on this franchise, um, you know, acknowledged my tweet saying that, hey, I don't think he's saying what you think he's saying here, I mean, I'm I'm willing to bet. I'm I'm willing to take chances that my take on it is probably correct, even if it's not the one that we want. So so yeah, no more survival, it's not coming. Get over it. <laughs> uh but y'all keep doing your content thing and 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 acting like it is. So whatever. Okay. Um, and then the final thing talking about escape from Tarkov, I talk I've talked this game up a lot, especially recently 12.12 being their newest patch. Um, so they've run into some issues. They're doing a holiday event right now where there's like a, there's a Santa in the game. that If you kill him, you get a bunch of repercussions. Um, there's some items in the game that are limited time. Um, the, in the crafting area, there's a Christmas tree that you can craft things. If you find uh Christmas ornaments around the maps, um, that that's all the fun stuff. Um, They've run into some issues. They're doing a giant, like two week long Twitch drops thing right now. Um, that requires you to watch for like 18 hours a day to get all of the things. Luckily, some very industrious people figured out how to, uh, you know, automatically clean those drops so you can just leave a computer on, but, um, they, they've been having some pretty serious server issues to the point where, um, they were having issues where people were literally like losing stuff uh because they're having like server hitches and they would lose like all of their gear or all of their money or uh, have all these crazy so there's been so many issues that i actually uh so in the the way this game works it's an extraction game where you have two types of ways you can play it you can take a one-time use character called a scav who looks like the ai in the game and you can go in and 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 do some stuff with them um basically you can make money with them you can do some questing but not very much and then you have your pmc which is your character that's permanent you boot you work on their stats and their gear and all this stuff and when you die you lose everything but you can heal them and come back as them later um so because i've been so worried about losing stuff from my uh my pmc I think I've run maybe 20 PMC raids and I've ran like 140 scab raids. Um, I'm level 10 with only completing like six quests um, because I've been doing, I've done all the quests I can do without my PMC. Now there's none left. I have to use my PMC and it, it seems like things are starting to stabilize. So I'll start running my PMC, not only more often, but probably exclusively because there's not much left to do on my scav. Um, but my scav is like a super soldier. Now <laughs> he's all ranked up. And then I, I have uh, like 13 or 14 million rubles, uh, which is like having more than a million is a lot at this point in the game. Um, so once I level my character up, I'm like set for quite a while on money. I can buy kits for days. I don't have to worry about gear anytime soon. Um, but yeah, the, Tarkov is one of the best games I've ever played that I would never tell someone else to buy. Um, They they need to come to that decision on their own. It's I would, I jokingly would say it's the same thing with, it's like having a kid. I would never tell someone else to have a child, even though my child is my favorite thing in the world. I love my child. Like, like my child is the best part of my life. Um, You know, tied right there with, you know, being with my wife and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff I love to do. My, my kid is, right there at the top. And, um, but I would never tell someone else to have a kid, uh, because it's a huge thing. It's a huge responsibility uh, that not everyone wants. And it's the same thing with the division or, uh, not the division. Well, that's, that's a Freudian slip there. Um, it's a similar thing with, um, Tarkov. Uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's one of the most unique gaming experiences you can have, but you have to go into it, acknowledging that it's going to be rough. It's, it's going to be hard. Um, it is not always a very satisfying experience. Sometimes it's very rough. Um, but this new patch, I mean the, the voiceover IP, um, that they added, I was really worried it was going to suck and it's turned out to be probably the best thing they've ever added to the game. The inertia system with the movement has made fights way more, um interesting where people don't just play it like call of duty at least not as much um they they they're they're somewhat slower they're a little more tactical about everything um there's just so many changes uh, changes to the economy changes to the quest they they've just you know a new map which i haven't even played yet i haven't even been to lighthouse yet um to show you how uh much i've just been basically just making money um yeah It's, it's, it's really good. Don't buy it (laughs) unless you really want to, but don't blame me if, if it ends up ruining your gaming life. Okay, so we're going to jump into some listener questions and then content updates, and we'll, we will wrap this up. So the listener questions, it, it, there's no better way to end the year than to get a question or some questions from master prime, uh, master prime is easily the most consistent contributor to this show. Um, and pretty much every week has something for me to talk about, uh, which I, I always appreciate. And so we have two questions from master prime on Twitter this week. Um, do you think that battle, the battlefield franchise is dead after seeing the player jobs in general outrage? Um, no, no. Um, I, I know it was a big story this week that battlefield five retook the, um, the player count on steam from 2042. Um, I, I think that the optimistic way to look at that is that they have two games with 25,000 plus players playing them each. Um, including the one that came out a few years ago that they stopped supporting. Um, no, uh, in fact, I think battlefield from some of the things that they've announced recently, um, it seems like it's never, uh, been more supported than ever. Um, 2042 seem, it seems pretty obvious. It was probably meant to be a different game. Um, like it, it was probably meant to be a battle Royale. Uh, that they in the last six to nine months of production decided we can't do that. Let's make it a normal battlefield game. And then we'll have this extraction mode kind of there, but it's not going to be the focus. Uh, And, and it seems like that there's a lot of things in the game that make that make sense. And uh, I'm I'm not defending that. I think that sucks, but um, it seems like that's um, what happened. Um, And so it, My problem is that I think 2042 is the best battlefield game since three. I love it. I think it's so fun. I haven't played it in like two weeks because I've been playing Tarkov, but, um, I just got to the point where I hit all of the, um, I, I hit mastery with all of the weapons besides the snipers, which I don't like to use, uh, and pistols, I guess. Um, and, and, and until they add more weapons and add more maps and things like that I'm I'm good for now but I'll definitely go back to it. So no, Battlefield's not dead. If if anything it's it's probably a lot healthier than people realize. Uh, uh, the Battlefield besides some of the base issues people have talked about with 2042, it's biggest biggest issue right now is press. Um It's it's been it's such a good and easy story for people right now to nitpick every single thing about that game and what's going on with it, Um, even if it's not like entirely true or truthful about their current situation. um, And, you know, like if you only paid attention to the reporting on that game, you would think it's the worst game ever made. And in fact, I think it's extremely good. Um, It's a really fun game to play. Um, It just takes a while to get into it. But every battlefield has Um, it's the same with call of duty kind of where you have to get into the flow of it. And once you do, it's a ton of fun. Um, but you know, you can't, you can't fight, can't fight the clicks, man. And and that's fine. And it's a game that has issues that they need to improve on. Um, and they did a lot very quickly to improve that game, um, very much, um, but they're not done and they need to keep pushing. So, um, Yeah. Battlefield, not dead. I think we're fine. I think it's good there. Um, second question from master prime, what uh, made you choose Xbox over other consoles or PC gaming? Um, so I, Xbox PC, I'd say is about 50, 50 for me. I, I game on both. I have a, a a pretty decent PC. Um, that's why I play Tarkov on as well as most first person shooters. I'll play on PC in real-time strategy games. So, um, my most recent games on Uh, PC have been Tarkov and age of empires four and, um, the, um, company of heroes, uh, beta they did recently for the company of heroes three, I believe, um, which that comes out next year. And I'm super excited about it. I love company of heroes, very fun game. So I, I definitely don't choose PC over Xbox. It's just, I have a different preference for games. I like to play on each. Um, now, like Nintendo, I've just, I haven't had, I, I, don't, I don't, I think the only Nintendo console I've ever owned was a Game Boy Color when I was in like middle school. So um, I've just never been into Nintendo. I, I I respect and acknowledge their greatness and a lot of their franchises that are genuinely like some of the best ever. Um, I don't know, I don't really want to switch. I, I, I kind of, I'm in a mood where um, I think by the time they come out with like their next gen system, Um, will be probably around the time that baby diesel or mini diesel she's not even a baby anymore uh, around the time that mini diesel will be ready to maybe start playing games and so my plan is when whatever nintendo puts out next whatever their next big thing is i'll probably get that um and sony so i actually my first gaming consoles were you know old nintendo super nintendo um I believe I had a Sega Genesis and a Sega Saturn. I never had a Dreamcast. I didn't have a GameCube. I had a PS2 um, in high school. And then when I went to college, my roommate had the first Xbox, um, which I had an Xbox, so that was his. And then I had a 360 through college. And then actually when i graduated college i bought a ps3 i had ps3 for a while um that's why i played red dead redemption on um i remember playing mag mag if anyone remembers that game um there were a few of those games i was into um and then i and then when the xbox one came out that's what i bought i bought an xbox one and i've been xbox ever since um I, I feel like I like the controller more. I, I don't like the dual shock and I, and I, uh, the dual sense I've touched it as well. Um, it's much more Xbox like, so I do like it a little bit more, um, there. I just, um, I feel like for me, and this is a purely personal opinion. Um, I think Xbox has more exclusives and will have more exclusives that, um, are more fun to play. Um, so games like Halo and Forza. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch someone stream or watch a gameplay video of Halo or Forza. I I just because it's not as good. It's for me, having hands on those games is better than watching them. Where on the other hand, um, Sony has the market of third person action adventure, you know, style game story games down. And those kind of games I don't need to play i'm 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 happy to watch um so even though i'm an xbox fan i've watched multiple playthroughs of the last of us the last of us 2 horizon um all of these like legendary games they have spider-man i've watched game i've probably watched them be played through i think all of them more than once while i'm working and stuff i'll have it on my other screen someone doing a a playthrough um and i enjoy watching it that way and um I've just never really felt like any of the Sony games, like I have to put my hands on and play them to enjoy them. Um, I, I can just, I can just, you know, like I, I care about the last of us and the last of two. Like I'm into those stories and those characters, even if I haven't played those games, same with horizon and so on and so forth. So um, I, I just, I personally kind of feel like, um, I, I just have always preferred Xbox for those reasons. Um, I, the the whole console war thing is so stupid and it's and it's people picking whatever giant corporation that doesn't care about them, um, and, and then fighting other people over it. Like, I don't care. <laughs> it's um I, I don't understand. One of the greatest ways you can humble yourself with this stuff is is to look on gaming Twitter and it, and if you see a trending topic that involves anything Xbox or PlayStation. Um, there, there's hundreds of thousands of accounts on Twitter and there's creators on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and stuff whose entire thing is picking one side or the other and going all in. And it's so weird. Like, cause you realize a bunch of these people are like adults. They're like grown people who spend whose career is being mean to people um, or or making Extremely like dishonest statements or videos or whatever about the other platform, whichever one it may be. Um, it's weird. I don't, I, I can't get into that. So, I would love to own a PlayStation 5 at some point if they um put out like a PlayStation 5 um slim or something. I, I, I could see myself buying one of those for sure. Um, uh, eventually. Uh, now. If there's a PlayStation 5 Slim and the mid the the mid generation update to the Series X, whatever they're gonna call it, the Series X Pro or whatever, I'll probably go with the Pro, honestly. Um, but we'll see um maybe sony gets you know more adventurous with putting their games on pc and things like that then i'd be a lot more willing or likely to to start playing some of their games like i would love to play god of war or horizon on pc um i'd be uh interested in trying and trying some of those out so um i i would kill for them to put last of us on pc but We'll see. We'll see if that ever happens. I don't expect it to. So, thank you for the questions, Master Prime. Uh, I very much appreciate it. So, going into 2022, so so some content updates. So, um, so with Twitch, um, I want to continue streaming three or four times a week for a couple hours at a time, here and there, maybe doing a little bit longer stream, um. I don't plan on taking any big multi-month breaks this year. I don't plan on switching over to YouTube again. Um this year I think I'm I'm just going to stream on Twitch and I'm going to try to stay at least 2 times a week, preferably 3, and if I have time 4 times a week streaming whatever I feel like playing at the time. Obviously when division stuff comes I'll do that, but until then it's going to be Tarkov and, and 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 things I'm currently enjoying. Um I, I really, it's been hard, um, to stream this again, um, after taking time off because I lost like 90% of viewership. Um, and it's understandable. I was gone for a long time. I switched platforms. Um, I was super inconsistent. Um, and so, you know, I, you know, people, people show up if you do your part and I didn't do my part and that's the way it is. And that's fine. Um, so I want to get back on that. Um, I, I I really enjoy streaming. It's a fun hobby for me. Um, and I would like to be successful at that hobby, even if I'm not depending on it for income and things like that. It's still a thing I take seriously and I want um, to do well. So, so that's the plan for that. So kind of stay the course of streaming. Um, posting more on YouTube, um, doing more reviews, more narrative videos. I would really like to do. I post my VODs in this podcast there, and I occasionally will do some kind of commentary video, but I would like to, um, to, to really try to get a little bit more in, um, to, to, to those things to, um, I've been doing, um, shorts of the podcast and my stream VODs. Um, and it's wild how successful those are, um, hundreds, even thousands of views on these shorts. And then you, you know, t- I want to get better at trying to use that to drive people to my stream and my other content. Um, so, so yeah, so there's that, um, the, uh, the fundraising. So this year, um, we've raised nearly a thousand dollars at the time of this recording. I am going to try to stream on new year's Eve, uh, to try to get that final, uh, a couple hundred bucks to hit a thousand. Um, this was for extra life in 2021. I'm really proud of what I've done, especially because I was so inconsistent this year with my, with my creation efforts, which definitely hampered the fundraising. Um, and I plan to do it again next year. So I'll probably do extra life again. I, I think they have a really nice, um, setup, uh, for, for streaming and fundraising. Um, I've also considered St. Jude or others. Um, St. Jude is, a really, really noble cause. Um, and I, that's a thing I would consider as well, um, or any others. So if you're listening to this still, um, let me know what you think, uh, or if you have any thoughts on fundraising. Um, I, I, I think I want to keep doing extra life. Um, and, and I would like to try to hit $2,000 next year. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll have to, we'll wait and see, uh, keep an eye on my, uh, my Twitter for updates on that the, um, the podcast. So I want to keep doing it weekly. Um, I want to keep these episodes going where uh, this is 166. Um, so by the end of next year, we'd be well into the two hundreds, which is so cool. Um, I, I know people want guests, so I want to try to do that. Um, I would, um, like to be on other podcasts. Honestly, I I would like to try to leverage some of this and that's a good way to reach into other communities and, and things like that. Um, and I want to keep trying to figure out the right format for this podcast. I've, I've tried dabbling. I, I, I need to do, I wish I could do some type of survey of people who actually listen of like, do you want episodes to be 30 minutes or 60 minutes? Do you want them to be kind of like, like hit the details real quick or, or something else. I, I just, I can't really, I don't get a lot of feedback, even though a decent number of people still listen to the podcast. I don't get a ton of feedback on what people like and don't like. So, um, this is kind of a call to action that if, you know, I I would love feedback of some type. Um, the main feedback I've gotten over the last year is guests. Um, guests are hard for me because I record the podcast basically whenever I have an hour. Um, and sometimes I have to do more. If something happens like it did on this episode, I'll see if you can catch the break, uh, where I'm actually recording this on two different days. Um, I had an audio issue that was very frustrating. Um, and so, so guests are hard. The best way for me to do a guest is to record a separate segment entirely with just them and then record the podcast normally and insert that in. So, um, That's that the, um, the other thing I do have a few guests where, um, I know I could probably get some Ubisoft devs on to talk about stuff um, the author for the new division book that's coming recruited. Um, he has said he would be on the podcast. So we'll do that uh, next year at some point after that book comes out, which I will be doing a review of that book very soon. I did find out there's no limitation so I can talk about whatever I want. I'm not going to spoil the book, but I will. Um, it has been a couple of weeks since I've read it. So I might need to go back through and read it again to make sure I remember everything. Um, but I will do a, um, a, a review of that, uh, the division recruited, uh, on the next episode, I believe. Um, I also may be on a, um, the, the, uh, the, a mass effect podcast here soon. Uh, there was a call to action, um, for people to tag others, uh, for this fairly big podcast. Um, uh, they, they want to talk to people who had never played mass effect until legendary, the legendary edition, which, is my exact situation, and um, so I'm really hoping I can get onto that podcast because uh, I, I can stop annoying all of you with my constant references to that game, and I can finally just get it out and talk about it. So, um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and I would really like to reach out to some non like my 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 interactions are so division focused. Um, I would like to reach out to something that's a little outside of that as well. Um, so I want to try to get a hold of maybe some Bioware, you know, see if I can get someone on from Bioware, see if I can get someone on from Xbox, things like that. So, um, so be on the lookout for that stuff. And then obviously for my Division fans, um Ross and Thurber, um, I should be able to um get him on at some point next year uh to talk about um the division movie. Um and, uh, hopefully I'll be able to, to, to bring him on at some point to talk about that. So, um, yeah, so all exciting stuff. I, I do want to try to mix it up a bit, um, next year and to try to make this, uh, something that people want to keep listening to. Uh, and there's that. So, um, I, I want to continue trying to grow the Patreon, my discord, um, and other ways of, of interacting without, uh, overextending. Um, that's always been a big issue with me in the past where I, I tried to, I, I dip my fingers in too many places and, and never felt like I could really focus. Um, and then I, then I would end up giving up on things. So, um, my, my goal this time is, is to really, um, is, is to try to, uh, to consolidate as much as possible. So be on the lookout for that. And, um, yeah. And then personally, my big thing, personally, I, I honestly, I'm very happy. <laughs> my personal life is great. Um, my biggest issue is that I'm pretty significantly overweight or, or from where I would like to be. And so my big personal goal would be to lose about 70 pounds next year, or at least start on that journey. Um, and so, yeah, so hopefully, Maybe next year we can take episodes from uh, the first episode though so episode one sixty seven next year, maybe even this episode and by the, the the final episode of next season or next year, uh hopefully this is a different looking human being unfortunately, I don't think the hair is coming back. I'm just gonna have to deal with that uh but I, I've always joked that you can be uh, let's see what is it you, you can be bald and fit. Or have great hair and be a little chubby but you can't be bald and chubby <laughs> so um I, i'll have to uh so that's a little personal thing i think i might have to try to work on um as well so uh so yeah so that's it man 2021 is a great year um i want to wish everyone a happy new year i assume most people who listen to this will be in 2022 so uh, i hope next year is great um uh, and I want to wish everyone happy new year. Um, I, I hope you're all well. And I hope you're all staying safe and and doing the things you got to do to stay healthy and happy and and so on. So um, take care of yourself. Take care of those around you. Try to smile. Try to, you know, be a good person. And um, and there's that. So let's wrap this thing up. Um, I do stream over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Diesel. And I post the podcast, stream VODs, and narrative game videos on YouTube as bond diesel if you're on discord please check out the description below or my twitter to join the echo cast discord server check out my twitter at bond diesel or if you just want the podcast updates and news check out at the echo cast if you want some cool echo cast or bond diesel merch check out designbyhumanscom slash shop slash bond diesel or streamlabs.com slash bond diesel slash merch that's all i have so until next year,